With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, August 15th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. The way that we encourage you to do that is to get in touch with us. All you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com, and click the Contact Us button. All you need to do is let us know if you would be willing to come on the air by checking a little box, and Mark does everything else because he's so good. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter, and don't forget, when you're on the website, you can also check out other free stuff like our blog, our resources section, all right there. If you've got a few bucks to spend, I encourage you to think about two different opportunities. One is our new service called Jill on Money Live. This is where you have access to quarterly live webinars on all different kinds of topics. And our next webinar, our next live webinar is on Wednesday, September 13th. It's with Nate Burleson. We do these in the evening, so 7 o'clock Eastern time. Nate is going to join us because he is going to talk about the upcoming NFL season. So I work with Nate on CBS Mornings. He's one of the co-anchors. And his other job, he's got like five jobs, Mark. It's amazing. He's the studio analyst for the CBS show NFL Today. And he was also a professional football player. So we're going to talk about the upcoming NFL season. And we're going to talk about some of the business of professional sports. I just saw that ESPN entered a deal with a betting forum. This is going to be very interesting. A couple billion dollars maybe saves ESPN for a while. And we're going to also talk about Nate uh, with Nate and his uh, very deep desire to try to help people make better financial choices themselves in the wider world. He really does love personal finance. So if you'd like to join us, all you need to do is join Jill on Money Live and that will cost you 35 bucks for the next year. Not a bad deal. All right, let's do some emails today. Let's start with Gary, who's writing about one of my favorite topics, Mark. It's wills and trusts. Gary is 80 years old. He actually says, I'm over 80. He says, I'm retired and I'm single. I have an updated will, an executor, and a health directive. Excellent. Gary says he's consolidated most of his investments. They're mostly held at Fidelity. And almost everything is in mutual funds. He says other investments include some CDs and annuities, and there are death benefits associated with those. He says, I have designated beneficiaries on all investments. I also own a condo with a transfer on death deed. My personal assets are negligible. All totaled, my net worth is roughly $3 million. My question is simple. Is there any reason why I would need a trust? Thanks. The answer, 
No, Gary, you don't need a trust. So that's an easy one. I'm I'm very happy when we get easy ones, for sure. Um, the trust would really be to maybe better direct some of your assets, and that would take up a little bit of time and energy to figure it out. But it sounds like you've got it set, which is great. All right, next up is Chad, who has a question about an inherited IRA. Chad writes, I have inherited a traditional IRA from my mother, and I fall into the category where I need to get all the money out of the account within 10 years. The plan was to take $22,500 out annually and then offset that distribution by investing the same amount per pay period in my wife's 457 plan. All was good since January, but now her employer has stopped the 457 option. What do I do now? Take the distribution and invest it in an existing taxable account or maybe start up our old Roth IRAs. We had stopped them and focused on all pre-tax investing, which pushed us down to the 22% tax bracket. I could use your help. I love the show. And he says, Mark, you're going to love this. It's the only podcast I subscribe to. All right, Chad, here's the thing. I don't know how close you are inside of that 22% tax bracket. I hope that maybe this will not push you into the 24%, but let's say it did. It would only be for a small amount of money. Remember, progressive tax rates, they tax chunks of money at certain rates, not everything. It doesn't go back to dollar zero. So, if we said that, you know, maybe you went over by five or eight thousand dollars and that pushed you into twenty four percent, it would only be that last five or eight thousand dollars that's taxed at twenty four percent. So I wouldn't go too nutty. Not knowing as much about you and not knowing how old you are, I'm presuming you're under the age of fifty because you went to twenty two five, not the thirty thousand. Maybe the best thing to do is to just, yeah, start up the old Roth IRAs, presuming that you can qualify. And I think you probably can. So I would do that unless you need more liquidity and access to your money, in which case then the brokerage account is a fine option. Either way, you're in pretty good shape. So that's good. I would do both. I mean, if he's taking out 22.5 a year, you know, he's still going to have plenty left over after they do the Roth IRAs that can go into the brokerage. Yeah. And he could also, I mean, I guess for this year, he may not be able to because they just stopped the 457. Maybe he'll just be able to do one or the other this year. But why don't you get back in touch with us and let us know what else is going on in your financial life. And we can probably help you give you a little bit more direction. This is from Joey. You're going to like this. Am I saving too much or too little? All right. He's 30 years old. He lives with his parents and he says, I make more than them. I'd like to help out with their finances. So out of $2,700 in household expenses, Joey contributes half. He says, I'm single. I've got no kids. And uh, he has a salary of $92,000. That's pretty good. He's an accountant. Asset allocation. He's got 10 grand in an HSA. He's putting the max in there. He's got a Roth IRA, $46,000. He keeps saying he contributes the legal limit. I like that. And he's got an old 401k, 21000 Current 401k, about 20000 Guy's like got tons and tons of money. He's got a match. He uh, wants to know, am I saving too much or not enough for retirement? Should I consider do the same game plan, consider other options? I'd like to buy a house, but that dream is looking unlikely with these high interest rates and high home prices in the Phoenix area. I would like to say that it's not a too much or too little. 
I think that you're doing a great job. That's what I think, Joey. If you want to really save for a home, then what you may want to consider is that you've got a lot of money that's going into Roth IRA and current 401k. Um, and I do think Roth is a better option for you. But if it, it is something you really want to try to save for in terms of a house, don't go so crazy. I mean, really, it, it's fine to be putting some money in your retirement accounts and some money in a brokerage account. Anyway, I, I'd love to know more about you. It's hard to say whether it's too much or too little. What I can say is you're saving a lot of money. And if it's a house that you're seeking to save for over the next five or eight, whatever years, then I would encourage you to put some of your money into non-retirement savings, i.e. a brokerage account. And I hope that helps. This is an email from Anonymous. Anonymous writes, I have an opportunity as an account holder to invest in an IPO of a mutual savings bank that's going public. Wow. He's thinking about putting $250,000 into it and selling it right away. Half of his money in his, in his taxable account. He's got 1.3 million. So he's got 1.3 million in retirement accounts and half a million in non-retirement accounts. And he's single. He's 65. He says, historically, savings bank IPOs have done well when they first start trading. He tells me the idea. Is this a good idea? Okay, anonymous. This is so funny because I had an acquaintance of mine many years ago who ran around opening up accounts at various mutual savings banks to do just this, to be part of IPOs. And you're right. Historically, they've done quite well. However, putting $250,000 of your half a million dollars of liquid assets in this is a terrible idea. If you're going to dabble in something like this, you know my rule. My rule is Look at your total invested assets. It looks like you have $1.8 million, right? A half a million in, in non-retirement, 1.3 in retirement. So you've got $1.8 million. Now I want you to do the math with me. Of your $1.8 million, would it be possible for you to just limit the amount that you put into this to say, I don't know, 5%. would be $90,000. Even that's too much for me. I mean, I did the 5%, but I would do 50 and that would be it. And I wouldn't even do that because I'm such a baby. I really am. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So Anonymous, good luck. I hope it works for you. It's a very difficult time right now to be investing in these small banks. Banks are getting downgraded all the time. It's crazy. So I would just, I would be very careful. Okay, please be careful. All right. And here's our last email of the day. This is from Richard, who says, um, we deposited $29,000 for a 17-day trip around the Great Lakes. We were told the ship wasn't ready and the trip was canceled. Subsequently, the company filed Chapter 11. Can I claim the $29,000 as a bad debt on my income tax return? I don't know if I, this might just be just a dead deal. I don't know. I don't think you can do this. For some reason, it's not like you're an investor. Okay, so let's think about this. If you were an investor in the company and it goes broke, then you could grab the loss. I don't know the answer to this. Accountants, help me. I'm not sure. All right, this says topic number 515 of the IRS. You can, this is a casualty loss. There's a theft loss. 
there's capital losses. I don't know. It doesn't really, I don't think you have this as a possibility. But anyone who's an accountant, help us out. I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I feel bad. That stinks. Oof. I guess if you had had trip insurance, it would be covered because he never took the trip. All right. Well, that's it. That's the program. What a bummer to end on that note. Anyone who's had experience with this, let us know. If you've got a financial question, if we don't know the answer, we're going to tell you we don't know. I'm going to find out. I'm going to see if we can ask a question of, oh, let's ask Ed Slot. That's a good CPA kind of question, right? We'll see if we can get you an answer to that. But we so appreciate your questions. If you've got one, go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Don't forget to tell us if you'd be willing to come on the air. All right. Don't forget also that if you're listening to us on any service, you can leave us a rating and review. We would appreciate this. And we would love for you to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And don't forget to lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.